This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. You're listening to episode 43. Hmm, that's interesting. Of the In Between podcast, where you'll hear simple solutions for living an extraordinary life. My name is Daniel M. And I'm Christina M. Did you say interesting or interesting? Oh, well, whatever <laughs> your ears hear. Yeah. <laughs> if we've taken over everything that's supposed to be in to M, our lies are complete. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ooh, that was like pinky in the brain right there. <laughs> no, Take exactly. over the world. <laughs> exactly. No, I have to say, though, sometimes when people are like, oh, I'm really impressed. I'm like... <laughs> And they're uh-huh. looking at me like, what? Like, yeah. Oh, oh, you don't. Oh, no. you didn't mean. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, oh. It's anyway. actually impressed. It's not impressed. Yeah. So. I'm like, oh, take two. <laughs> well, that's good because misunderstanding is actually what leads to a lot of the bad marriage advice that we're going to be sharing today. Right. So this episode, like we said last week when we alluded to it, it was supposed to be our all-time favorite marriage advice. But then things change a little bit. Mm. So I am a part of a Nashville Moms Facebook group. There's uh, over 10,000 moms on this. Well, just Nashville? Just Nashville. That's crazy. I know. So I'm sorry, y'all. Other moms out there. I mean, this is a great group. But if you don't live in Nashville, uh, they won't accept you. Yeah. So all the crazies. (laughs) Exactly. But anyway, I thought it would be really interesting and actually quite humorous to ask people like what is the worst marriage advice you've ever heard so that like at the top of the podcast, we could share some of this stuff and be like, ah, ha, ha, this is lighthearted. Oh, people yeah. are stupid. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah. but then that became the whole episode, right? <laughs> yes. Because there was some really funny, lighthearted stuff like, oh, uh, somebody told me to share food with my husband all the time. And that's when I wanted to kill him. Like I realized we can't share food because I oh, think it's disgusting. That's funny. It's right? true. There are yes. some couples that won't do it. Yes. And others that. That, yeah. that would be like a really source of a oh, huge yeah. fight. Like yeah. if you ordered food and I ordered food and we didn't share it, I would feel offended. Yeah. Like there are times where I actually, I'm like, oh, I really want something with blue cheese. And you're like, I don't really like blue cheese. Yeah. I'm like, I know. And like, well, but I really want some of yours. So I have to sort of like, okay, I won't get the blue cheese thing. I'll get the other thing so that we are able to share and mm-hmm. switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we work. usually at least share one bite with each other. Yeah. But most of the time we split it. Half, 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 whatnot, ask for another plate. So, yeah, so there was stuff that was that. And then there was other stuff. And I was like, whoa, this is really like deep and really hurtful. And there's things that have been really like misinterpreted Mm. and sort of skewed in a way that's really unhealthy. Even some of the like godly biblical advice that we have given or we've heard ourselves and have really benefited from has been skewed to a way that it looks really awful. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. And like really like painful and abusive, I would say. Oh, wow. So I was like, I can't leave this here. Like we can't just leave this information here. I was like, we need to talk about it and we need to set the record straight. That's good. So to speak. Yeah. So today's episode, we're actually going to be talking about the worst marriage advice we have ever received and what to do instead. 
So let's get straight into it. Number one, no advice at all. Uh huh. So I was actually really surprised to see this answer pop up multiple times that women were saying, actually, I received no advice at all. Like, like no none. one's given them advice. No. And so I was like, I need to, I need to have a follow up question with that. And I asked them, were you happy about that? Or were you disappointed? Hmm. And nine times out of 10, they said they were disappointed. Yeah. Well, I bet. I mean, even when we were flying from Ottawa to Vancouver, right, right after we got married, we're going to be doing another reception out in Vancouver with my whole family side. We were flying WestJet, mm-hmm. told the flight attendant that we had just gotten married. And she basically told everyone to write marriage advice on the napkins. Yeah, the drink napkins. Yeah. So we still have that. Yeah. And piles and piles of marriage advice that was so I mean a lot of that was that you know some of it was really sweet and others were like oh yeah okay whatever right but it was very sweet that people took the time to do that mm-hmm. and it it meant a lot to us yeah so even I could though see, we didn't know these people yeah so I could see how disappointing that would be if you've never received marriage advice right and I wonder too if it's maybe a sign that they're not surrounding themselves with people who A, maybe care about them, Hmm. or B, feel like comfortable enough to share marital advice with them. You're right. You're right. Because, you know, on the one hand, some people might not want to share advice because they've been given advice and it's been bad. And and they're like, well, I don't want to do the same thing. Like you chart your own course or whatnot. Or it's cliche. But honestly, sharing advice, even on big decisions and milestones that you have gone through, Uh, Even though they may not listen or want to follow the same way. I mean, that can show that you care because you're taking the time to share. Mm -hmm. And I wonder also for these people who have never received marital advice, like did they not do premarital counseling or maybe they weren't surrounded around friends who are married or who are like discipling them in marriage? Yeah, possibly. I mean, they could have been the first people to get married among other friends. Right. And, but so obviously you're not going to get any marriage advice from your friends. Yeah, maybe but, like joking. Like, yeah. Don't do it! <laughs> yeah, but on the other hand, I think one thing that we often do, and we see this in church, in, in our church as well, mm-hmm. where a lot of times we'll get into small groups or a community with people who are in our same life stage. Right. And that's great for getting to know each other, for affinity, for common, uh, I, I guess, just understanding each other. Mm-hmm. And I think we miss a lot if we don't have multi-generational relationships. Oh, I completely agree. There's been so many times like um, the Bible study that I'm a part of on Monday mornings, the ladies, a lot of them are young moms, but then there's also a few of them that they're grandmothers now. And just the advice they've given. Yeah. We joked about it before on other podcasts where one of the grandmas was like, you can feed your kids Pop-Tarts. They won't <laughs> die. Yeah. And all of us were like, really? <laughs> like, <laughs> like that? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm serious. We we're all like deer in headlights. Well, as you're saying it. And then it was almost like everyone had little light bulbs pop out of their heads like, oh, what? I can feed my kids like non-organic things maybe sometimes and they're going to be okay. Wow. Yeah. Like so much less pressure. Hmm. And I think also sometimes what you have to do is you got to be proactive. Yes. Right. So there are several times where I'll have lunch with older guys from our church Mm -hmm. and there'll be elders from our church or others who are serving and are just, you know, their kids are all grown up or in college. And and when we're getting, you know, just catching up and, and talking, I'll sometimes ask them, hey, 
what do you think about this? And I'll ask them for advice on particular matters, knowing that they've treaded the course before me. And, and you know, obviously our life situation isn't the same, but there's things that you can learn. Mm-hmm. So, Daniel, let's say um, you're not part of a church. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have friends that are married. You feel a little bit isolated. You don't feel like you have people to talk to. What other resources could you explore or listen to or things like that that would help you get marital advice? Mm, Books. Yes, completely. Books and more books. Recently, Eugene Peterson passed away, and he is the author of The Message Paraphrase of the Bible. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be reading a little bit of of that paragraph later on. And, And if you've never read the Bible, honestly... Just look up the message paraphrase. I mean, you can read it for free online. Just mm-hmm. go to Bible.com and you can just filter that translation. But but what I love about that translation is it's just so easy to read. Yes, really. Right? It's very conversational. Very, very conversational. And this guy, Eugene Peterson, I've never met him in person. He's Canadian, right? No, he's not. Oh. No, but he did teach at Regent. Oh, yes, Vancouver. that's right. Okay. Yeah. So he... Has never he doesn't know I exist, uh, or he didn't know I exist because he just he passed is, away. Yeah. yeah, and but but this guy has had such a deep impact on my life mm-hmm. spiritually, and in even in when we were kind of down and out coming back to Canada from Korea mm-hmm. and in the desert and not really knowing what to do or where to go and if I should still. Uh, serve in the church or and just we were really hurt coming back from Korea I mean this guy what he wrote and the lectures that he gave were transformational in my life God used them completely yeah Mm -hmm. so when you think about that you have access to thousands and thousands of mentors (laughs) completely yeah and authors that are out there and and you're not going to relate with every single one of them But there are a lot of marriage books out there. There's a lot of resources that we've talked about on the podcast Mm -hmm. as well. In our show notes, too. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, dig in, read. We've recently been a lot, you know, talking a lot about love and respect. If you haven't gotten that book, be sure to do that. But but really, I mean, that's that's going to be a great resource for you. Completely. And I hope our podcast as well. I mean, we talk about parenting, but we also talk about marriage too. I hope that our podcast would be a useful resource to you as well. And maybe you have a friend that might benefit from today's episode or one of the episodes that you've listened to in the past. Uh, We'd appreciate it if you shared it with them too. And number two, never say no to sex. Wait. The wife should never say no to sex or the husband never says no to sex? Well, let's be honest. Husbands (laughs) probably wouldn't say no to sex (laughs) unless they're sick. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Or really, 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 really tired. Yeah, yeah. exactly. (laughs) Yes. So this advice, because it was the mom's group where it came out of really really is directed toward wives, right? Yes. So so give us some, yeah, what is that all about? Oh, there were a lot of, like, really? there were a lot of comments. You know, the sub many, comments, like, reply, reply. I think, like, over this, 200. Uh, that is crazy. I am telling you. And so I had to really, like, try to pick and pick and choose and see the themes. of There wow. were a lot. And I was like, oh, there's, oh, goodness. Why, why do people say these kind of things? But anyway, so this one probably got, I don't know, maybe 30, 35 like responses to this. Like, how dare they? Blah, blah, blah. And then other people were like pro. And it was it was a little bit of a mess. I was like, I feel like I'm stirring the pot. Yeah. So give us both sides. Give us both sides. So the part of like never saying no to sex, it wasn't like you can't say no, but it was just more. I think they were explaining the fact that a husband and a wife, a marriage is monogamous. And so really the husband only has 
has the wife and the wife only really has the husband for mm. a sexual relationship. Okay. And so by continuing to say no, then you're hurting that relationship. Okay. So yeah, I, I mean, was like, that's okay, a valid I see point. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that the other part of people saying, no, 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 like you, it's, you know, your own body, you get to control it and mm. all of that and saying like, well, if your husband like can't control himself, then he can do something himself and take care of it. Mm. Like it's, you know, almost like the woman has the control to either say yes or no. Oh, interesting. Yes. Yeah, so interesting. it was just a lot of, there were, yeah, like I said, I really felt like I was stirring the pot. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just, I almost felt like I threw out the question, like threw yeah. out the dynamite and then I ran away Uh, (laughs) i was like oops sorry guys okay okay so let's go on from that last comment that you had said where someone said hey if you don't want to do it then just let the husband take care of it himself Mm -hmm. now the problem that i have with that is the more the husband takes care of it himself right the the less that bond is going to be strengthened Exactly. Right. The weak or, or really another way to put it is that bond between the husband and wife is going to weaken. Right. What kind of bond? What do you mean? Uh, that there because there's that. I mean, what what ties a husband and wife together? Obviously, there's that verbal agreement mm-hmm. that, yes, we are committed to one another. Yes. But the sexual act is something that really ties and knits souls together. I mean, yes. it, it really connects you yes. with one another. Whether you're married or not. Yeah, right? exactly. The exactly. act of sex in general is meant to bring people together. Yeah. Now, the way that God designed sex mm-hmm. within marriage is to continually bring the husband and wife together. Yeah. So when one side has to take care of it apart from the other person, mm-hmm. then there's obviously that bond that weakens. Yes. The other thing is if one side takes care of it without the other, what is that person using to take care of it? Right. Or like fantasizing exactly. or like thinking about. Exactly. So is it pornography? And so you should go back and listen to that episode with Dr. Simon Shea, episode 23. Yeah, that's right. Uh, where we talk about pornography and, and, and what that does and what that looks like in a marriage context. Also, I want to say as well, and we talked about it uh, in episode 37 and episode 41 about love and respect, that uh, men, and you were saying too, Daniel, that men are ready for sex, mm. let's say, that are, but women take more time. Yeah. I would say like marinate a little. Exactly. <laughs> Men, the steak is ready to be like grilled and the women, they want to be seasoned. Mm. They want the steak to be seasoned and to, you know, marinate and and to feel tender. Yeah. I guess so you could say. H- husbands, one thing you gotta do is you gotta marinate that. Right. <laughs> yeah. You gotta you gotta invest into the relationship. You have to listen to her. You have to love her in the way that she needs to be loved. And as you do that, then what's gonna happen is she is gonna wanna give herself to you. Right. She's gonna wanna have sex with you. Right. Right. If there's that investment in there and yes. there's that nurturing and that loving relationship. Otherwise, if husbands, you just go home and you're like, Hey, you're my wife and you got put out because you know, Daniel and Christina said that we're we need to strengthen our marriage bond. <laughs> no, <laughs> nope. please don't, never don't bring don't up mis- our names yeah, in, in the, the bedroom <laughs> <laughs> no. and, and in those words and context. We yeah. did not say that. Exactly. Exactly. So it is a double edged sword. There there are two sides to that. But we it really does come down to love and respect, doesn't it? It really does. Okay. So number three, what I heard a lot was wives, you must submit to your husband's no matter what. Okay, so there's two sides to that. Because mm-hmm. I know some of our listeners are like, what? Why should a wife submit to her husband? Yes. Right? So that's one side that we need to talk about. Yep. And then the other side is no matter what. <laughs> yes. 
because we live in Nashville, I think a lot of even the comments were like, well, wives are submit are supposed to submit to their husbands. And that was that. And I feel like in that context, it was sort of people were like, oh, okay, like I kind of get it. I've heard that before, maybe preached before, or my parents have told me. But the no matter what aspect, that was like another underlayer. I feel like people were saying, well, no, I, I didn't just hear that. I heard like, basically, I don't have an opinion. Mm, yeah. And what we're not talking about is patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Right. We're not talking about this idea of good old American nuclear family. Husband makes all the decisions. Wife is in an apron in the kitchen cleaning everything up and, yeah. uh, you know, taking care of the kids. That's not what we're talking about no. here. And we're going to be reading from the message paraphrase uh, from the Bible in Ephesians to give you some context as to where that biblically comes from. But that's the thing. What the Bible does not say is wives submit to your husbands no matter what, exactly. and you are a slave to your husband. Exactly. That's not That's, what that says at all. No, completely. And let me read this to you. So it says, wives, understand and support your husbands in ways that show your support for Christ. The husband provides leadership to his wife the way Christ does to his church, not by domineering, but by cherishing. So just as the church submits to Christ as he exercises such leadership, wives should likewise submit to their husbands. Husbands, go all out in your love for your wives, exactly as Christ did for the church. A love marked by giving, not getting. Wow. It's really good. <laughs> Christ's love makes the church whole. His words evoke her beauty. Everything he does and says is designed to bring the best out of her, dressing her in dazzling white silk radiant with holiness. And that is how husbands ought to love their wives. They're really doing themselves a favor since they're already one in marriage. No one abuses his own body, does he? No, he feeds and pampers it. That's how Christ treats us, the church, since we are part of his body. And this is why a man leaves father and mother and cherishes his wife. No longer two, they become one flesh. This is a huge mystery, and I don't pretend to understand it all. What is clearest to me is the way Christ treats the church, and this provides a good picture of how each husband is to treat his wife, loving himself in loving her, and how each wife is to honor her husband. Wow. I mean, I've often read this in other translations, yes. <laughs> but in this paraphrase translation, it's amazing. Yeah. Right. I mean, it makes it pretty clear. It does. And let's take it, you know, let's break it down just a little bit here. Right. Cause this whole idea of wives submitting to your husbands, I love how Eugene says it here that wives understand and support your husbands in ways that show your support for Christ. So ultimately mm-hmm. wives submitting to their husbands is them submitting to Christ Yes, and saying, Christ, you have lordship over my life. You actually know more and have our best in mind. Mm -hmm. So I want to submit to you and in submitting to you to show that submission to you, I'm going to submit to my husband. Yes. Right. But who the wife is submitting to is not this overlording guy who rules with an iron fist. Yeah. Because Jesus doesn't rule like that. Jesus gave himself up for all of us. He came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life for us, giving his entire life for us. So in that way, when you think about the, the wife needing to submit to their husband, well, it's to a husband that gives himself to her. Right. It's to mm-hmm. a husband that loves, uh, that loves not and, and that loves in a way that's not marked by getting, but by giving. 
Right. Right. So husbands, if you are demanding that your wife submit to you, if you're say, wishing that she would just say yes. And only yes. Yeah. And only yes without an opinion. Well, are you, is your love marked by getting or is it marked by giving? Because mm-hmm. there's a big difference in that. Completely. Because when you love by giving and you love your wife as Christ loved the church, then she will actually naturally want to give of herself to you mm-hmm. and, and serve you. And there's that love and respect cycle going on there. Yes. So, Daniel, we have read from the Bible. We've mm-hmm. talked about it in like a Christ way. So what do you think? Does this apply to every single couple under the sun? This episode is brought to you in part by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries, which prepares Christian women for leadership. At Bow, we believe that every woman is a leader because she influences someone. So, whom do you influence? Do you mentor a woman? Serve in the workplace? Or do you lead a small group, teach the Bible, or even lead an entire ministry? No matter who or how many you influence, our free online resources will help equip you. Our videos, podcast episodes, and articles from experienced women leaders will encourage you and perfect your leadership skills. They offer wisdom for dealing with ministry pitfalls, current biblical issues, health for your own soul, and insights for shepherding others well. In addition, BOW offers Bible studies designed to connect women of multiple generations. They provide a challenge to both women new to the Bible and those wanting to dig deeper. Be our guest and browse all of our free resources and low-cost Bible studies at beyondordinarywomen.org. That's a really good question, right? On the one hand, the love and respect cycle can apply to everyone. Mm -hmm. And when you think about this, aside from the spiritual principle, if husbands just love their wives, serve their wives, and give themselves rather than trying to get from their wives, then yeah, then the wife is going to want to respond in a loving way. Yes. I mean, if someone is being treated really well and pampered and cared for, you know, why wouldn't they want to give in return? Now, the only thing is, to what end are you doing it for? Now, Mm -hmm. outside of the spiritual context, a lot of times it's really hard to live for someone else, right? Ultimately, you're kind of living for yourself. Mm -hmm. Maybe even the good feeling that you get from like helping somebody else. Exactly. So if if that's the case, then maybe you're serving your wife because you want to stack up brownie points so that you can change it in for a trip out with the guys. Mm hmm. Right. Or to get something where there's a lot of give and take. And you see that a lot in relationships uh, that are portrayed on TV. Right. And, 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 and we don't want to name we're not going to name any of no, our friends no, no. here in any way. But but you see that kind of that's just our natural tendency. Mm-hmm. We even see it in our kids where it's like, well, I, I helped you here. I let you color my coloring book yeah, today. So now what do I get? Yes. Right. And that's what that's really what ends up happening when the point is getting rather than giving. Mm-hmm. So yes, I think husbands outside of a spiritual context and wives outside of a spiritual context can learn and benefit from this principle, but ultimately I think it's going to be hard to do. Right. Because who are you living for? Completely. Mm-hmm. So then you're saying that in within a spiritual context and within people who, you know, believe that Christ is Lord and Savior over their lives, are you saying they're doing it for a different reason? Yeah, because within a spiritual context, if you have a relationship with God, then ultimately you know that your life is not your own. You know that your life is just 
a brief instant on the timeline of mm-hmm, eternity right? when you think about it. So is it worth it to live for temporal things that aren't going to last? Mm-hmm. Or is it worth it to live for eternal things? Right. So ultimately within a spiritual context, the husband and wife's relationship, I mean, that is sowing spiritual seeds in the life of everyone around you, in your kids' lives. Right. There's that longer lasting impact that is there. And you can share the love and light of Christ to everyone around you through the love that you demonstrate within here. Because mm-hmm. ultimately, because Paul here in, in the in Ephesians talks about the husband and the wife and Christ and the church, that husband and wife relationship is supposed to show people, hey, this is how much Jesus loves all of us. Yes. And that's what the marriage exactly. is supposed to demonstrate. Yes. Yeah. Sort of like a little foretaste of yeah, what is yeah, to Yeah, completely, completely. So in that context, Daniel, have you ever given this advice to someone who does not believe in Christ? I have in the sense of, hey, guys, you need to love and girls, you need to respect. And, mm-hmm. and, and I talk about it in the death cycle way. Right. Right. From, from the love and respect book. But ultimately, I think it's, it's really hard to live out. Completely. The principle is there, right? The sp- it's not only a spiritual principle. It's actually just a, a natural principle into, in terms of how guys and girls react. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to be really hard to live out by your own. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I have not given the advice for wives to submit to their husbands. No yes. Matter okay. What. Yeah. No. Yeah. I have not. Yeah, not the submitting part. No. I usually don't. Yeah, that's like, exactly. Well, about? especially coming from a guy, I think you'd probably be punched in the face. Really? Like, who are you to tell me? You're, Pers- yeah, yeah, exactly. You're, you're not my husband and, you know, all of that. And, Just submit to your yeah, husband. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, Even within a spiritual context, you shouldn't right, be talking saying right, like that anyway. Right. And so, I mean, we have, I've had many conversations with women that are just really saying like, I don't feel heard. I don't feel respected. I don't feel loved. And that's really, I think, where we land. Mm-hmm. Like how, how can we communicate? How can we show our husbands respect and tell them sort of our needs and our wants Mm -hmm. and and desires in that way? Yeah, exactly. All right. That was a heavy one. It was, it was. Let's go to the next one. (laughs) Number four, follow your heart. Cue the Disney music. (laughs) That's good. That's good. All right. Sorry. I was going to say my heart desires a lot of things that are not good. Yes, this is true. (laughs) And things that can destroy your marriage, things that can destroy your family and your career. Yeah. Yeah. Your heart lies. Yeah. Like, for example, Daniel and I, for the past four years, we've been in America. There's been a lot of like voting issues and kind of all that stuff. And being immigrants, um, we knew that we were not allowed to vote Mm -hmm. uh, in federal elections, but we didn't know that we weren't really supposed to vote in other elections, but we both decided, like, even though our hearts really want (laughs) to have an opinion and to vote and make our voice heard because a lot of these decisions are affecting us as being immigrants, Mm. we were like, you know what? I really feel like the wise thing to do would just to, to not. Yeah. And guess what? That was one of the questions. Have you been part of this, 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 this? And we could yeah, honestly say, elections, yeah. we could honestly say no, because even though our heart wanted to, we just put some wisdom to that behind that and been like, no, maybe, maybe we should just wait. Yeah. Following your heart sounds good. Sounds very Hollywood. Very Disney. <laughs> very Disney. Yes. Right. And in a sense, hey, just follow your heart and it'll lead you in the right place. But 
the way that our minds can work. Uh-huh. <laughs> we can rationalize, we can justify, over and over. yes, and we can convince ourselves to follow our hearts to choices and to ends that are not wise. That are destructive. Yeah, not only to us, but yep. to others. Exactly. And I think we might step on a few toes here. Yeah. But I'm Probably I'm gonna this say whole episode yeah. gonna be stepping on toes. <laughs> exactly. <If you laughs> That's okay, we love you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I hope you keep on listening yeah, to us. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> so um honestly guys, if our sole purpose in life is to be happy it's selfish. You might as well just be saying my sole purpose in life is to live for myself and to live what pleases me and makes me feel good. And I really don't care about you. Yes. Because if you break that down, if you, how how do you know you're happy? Right. Mm -hmm. So how do you know when are the moments you're happy? When are the moments you're sad? It's not necessarily about others. It's really more about you. Yes. So if your point in life is to just have that happy feeling, I mean, the longer you live, the the more you realize and recognize that happiness is fleeting. Yeah, moment but by moment. It does. Yep. But joy comes from within. Yes. And that's and one of those things. Yeah. And that's one of those things that we seek after. It's contentment. Mm-hmm. Right. How do you how do you seek after that? And happiness doesn't necessarily lead to contentment. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you think like we've seen a lot of um, movie stars currently and in the past or just famous people who you thought they had everything. But then you realize there's another side of the story. Yeah, that actually that's a really good point. That reminds me of this quote that I found from Jim Carrey. Uh, it's as I was writing the current chapter of my my next book. Mm-hmm. The whole point of the chapter is you are the the lie that we believe is that you are what you own, hmm. right? It, and and what I basically talk about in this chapter is that trying to hoard and consume and amass things. Most of us recognize that it's fleeting and it yes. doesn't really amount to happiness. But the flip side of minimalism doesn't really ha- it doesn't really lead to happiness either. Mm-hmm. And I talk a lot about contentment in that chapter, but I found this one quote from Jim Carrey and this is what he says. I think everybody should get rich and famous and do everything they've ever dreamed of so that they can see that it's not the answer. Whoa, that's what he said. Yeah. From Hmm. Jim Carrey. The guy's not a Christian. Yeah. He's actually quite messed up right now. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's it's actually pretty sad. I'm very grateful that he hasn't taken his life. Mm -hmm. But you can just see if you look at what he draws and even the new kind of indie show that he's on right now. So he's searching. Yeah, it's it's really... Figuring out life. Yes. It's like he's actually living the Truman Show. Like in reality. It's it's bizarre. That is bizarre. Yeah. And and he says that. He's like, hey, this it's not the answer. Right. So following your heart doesn't actually lead to the answer. Mm -hmm. And I also want to say, too, that some people's and I've seen this actually sometimes in abusive relationships where it's like, well, it's it's not about making me happy. It's about making the other person happy. It's about making my spouse happy. Mm. And so like my following my heart is really to make the other person happy. Mm. And that's not it either. No, because then what could end up happening is the spouse who is on the receiving end of that Mm -hmm. could be like man all i want to do is get i'm not going to give right and unless husband and wife are both in the posture to give it's not going to work completely if one spouse is giving the other is getting then it's completely one-sided it can be very abusive yes and manipulative too yes Mm -hmm. all right last one a little bit on a lighter note yeah 
kind of. I know the last two points were a little heavier. Well, I mean, whenever you're talking about finances, it can go either way, right? Yes, this is true. This is true. (laughs) So you might hear this and be like, no, this is what I do. Yes. Okay. I guess so. Okay. So let's hear it. What's number five? The last one is the advice. The worst advice that people have ever heard is put away some money for yourself, but don't tell your spouse. Okay. So... I I mean, that's actually pretty common, isn't it? (laughs) Yes. So common that, and I won't say who, but one of my family members, extended family members, told me to do this. Like, Christina, when you get married, you Mm. have a joint account, but every time, you know, you go grocery shopping or, you know, you take money out, take about maybe $15, $20 out to yourself and put it aside. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. For an investment account? No, for shopping. <laughs> for a me account? <laughs> for, for me account, exactly. Um, and she was like, in that way that, you know, your spouse probably won't won't realize it and it'll go on the grocery bill, but then you'll have times to like be able to go shopping if you want, you know, an extra sweater that you don't really have, you know, quote unquote, a budget for, but you have your little sock pile away. Yeah. So you get to use that and then throw out the receipt mm. so that it's like, yeah. You, it was just part of your grocery bill. You're right. If you throw out your receipts, I have no idea. Yeah. Well, if no you're paying cash and receipt. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. So, so. <laughs> so this is good advice? Then? Uh, no, no, I don't <laughs> okay. think so. So episode 17, uh-huh. Art Rayner, we interviewed him and he talked about this idea called financial cheating uh-huh. and what that does. What is that so, and what does it do? Yes. So listen to episode 17 if you haven't yet done so. And in fact, hey, here's 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 an idea. If we we actually want to mail you a copy of that book, okay. Mm-hmm. So Art Rayner, he was talking out of his book, The Marriage Challenge, and it's and phenomenal. we want to mail you a copy. So if you this week, so this really goes to people who listen uh, a lot as, as we release, date. then yep. they're up to date. If you leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts this week, this week, yeah, because we see the dates when it comes out. We'll actually read one of them out next week on episode forty four. And we'll if we read yours out, then we'll send you a copy of that book. So if you haven't left a rating and review yet, it really only takes less than a minute and we'll be able to you'll get a free copy of that book. Right. So this offer expires November 19th. Yes. On episode 44. There you go. (laughs) All right. So financial cheating. We're not going to get into it. Listen to episode 17. But what do we always tell our kids, Christina? Well, we tell our kids that, you know, First of all, when you lie, it's not over and done with. Mm -hmm. Because if people start to ask questions or it starts to look a little fishy, you either have two options. One is to come out and tell the truth or two is to tell another lie. And what is most common in people's lives? Lies, lies, yep. lies, 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 lies yep. grow lies, exactly. grow lies, lies to get cover, lies. cover, cover, right. Yeah. So, you know, this is, uh, this is funny. We should actually probably do another episode on finances. Mm-hmm. Oh, completely. Because those are the, the ones that we've done in the past have been downloaded quite a bit. So what we do is we give each other an allowance. Mm-hmm. We give each other a set amount. And if you don't spend it, it rolls to the next month. Yes. And it just keeps on rolling. And, and that's kind of a, you can spend it on anything you want. You don't have to ask. You don't have to justify. You can spend it on absolutely anything you want. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been great. And it's really worked for us. And, you know, when we really didn't have a lot of money, it was like, what, $10 a month? Like really (laughs) peanuts. Yeah. So you'd have to save up a lot if you Mm -hmm. wanted to buy like a $40 sweater. Yeah. Uh, Now it's a little bit more, but at the same time, it's just 
the fact that no matter how much money you have or how little you have, it's really the sense that we are trying to be financially transparent with each other. Yes, precisely. But also the point where, you know, you are a grown adult, here's some money and you can just have fun with it. Yeah. So there you go. The worst marriage advice we have ever heard and what to do instead. (laughs) Here's here's actually a fun thing. If you are like, hey, I want to leave a rating and review, but I don't really know what to say. Why don't you just share your worst marriage advice that you'd ever received? Yes. Yeah. And the way iTunes works is you don't need to put in your real name. You can just, you just put in your Apple ID and most of the time it's just, you know, it doesn't really reveal who you are. Mm-hmm. So you can share that or you can just talk about what you love about the podcast and it could just be a sentence or two and that's going to be great for the review. So we'd appreciate that. Be sure to do that this week to enter the draw for a copy of the marriage challenge but next week christina what are we going to be talking about uh we are going to be talking about a recap of what we heard at business boutique oh very good yes we've heard a lot of feedback being like oh, i wish i won the giveaway i know we wish we could have given away so many to, to everybody who wanted to come but if you could not come Don't worry, we are going to give you a few awesome nuggets to be able to grow your dream into a business or to be able to take your business to the next step. That's great. And if we're not connected on social media, Christina's been doing some Facebook Lives recently. Yes, and and Instagram Lives. Yeah, exactly. And she actually did a little bit of a... Facebook Live on during Business Boutique. Yes, I gave uh, everybody the behind the scenes. And so if you couldn't come and you felt like you were missing out, I uh, showed you around. And I also showed you a quick peek of Christy Wright's new 2019 business agenda, yeah. which is phenomenal. So you can check that out on our Facebook page at In Between Show on Instagram or on Twitter. We'd love to connect. See you next week. This episode was brought to you in part by the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast, an outreach dedicated to bringing joy, strength, intimacy, and purpose to couples seeking growth. Be sure to visit enneagramandmarriage.com to find your chemistry together again, or for the very first time.